Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Orange Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nathan Desaa, and today we have our big 100th episode special. Last time we did, uh, we gave Super Sentai some love by doing a history of Super Sentai. Well, now we're going to give Power Rangers some love by uh, doing a tier listing of all of our favorite Man, least favorite Red Rangers. We have the whole crew on here again, so I'm going to let them say, hey, go ahead, guys. Hey, Pat Chicken Red here. Hey, Rizwan Gokai Red here. And hold on, hold on, one second, one second. Wait. He's going to do his photos on stamp. And I'm Anthony Davis, also known as Cody Green. All right. What's the point yep. of that? What is on camera. Now, before we get started, uh, one thing to uh, say, uh, Riz and I do this at the beginning of all of our Star Wars podcasts, and we have to do it now since this is the first Power Rangers video uh, that we're doing. Um, we want to uh, – we are doing this during the uh, Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild strikes. We want to say that we are not being paid to promote Power Rangers, and we're not – profiting in this in any way. We are doing this not out of the support of them. We are doing this as as support for the members of the Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild, without whose hard work a show such as Power Rangers would not be possible. We do it to support them because we support them fully. So we want to make that clear. Um, now, with that said, uh, we are going to uh, be going uh, through every Red Ranger from Jason to uh, Zato, the Dino Fury Red Ranger, we're going to basically uh, tier them up from like an S to an F tier. Uh, you know, we'll have a debate. We all want to kind of come to a consensus, um, and everybody's going to have a chance to, like, make their statements. So, uh, you know, we can just, you know, talk talk amongst ourselves about it. Uh, and, you know, and this is the first time we're doing it, so, uh, you know, it might not turn out the best but if you guys end up liking this i mean we might do this again for you know blue rangers black and green rangers etc so uh yeah you guys ready to begin i'm ready so one thing to note for those y'all back home this tier list that we're using off of uh tiermaker.com or whatever it's called uh yeah tiermaker.com it has the individual uh, Rangers from each season who are red. And so the reason I'm bringing it up and making this uh, an obvious statement is we also have Tommy listed twice. Once is Zia red, once is Turbo red. We have Jason Font listed as both Alex and Wes. We have Jaden and uh, Lauren from Samurai. And for whatever reason, we have Brody and Brody's dad from Ninja Steel, but we don't have Mick from Ninja Steel. So, I don't know 
who made the tier list we're using, but uh, yeah. And they also added uh, Sky and Bridge. Um, oh, they did. SBD. Yeah. Yeah. And Psycho Red is on here too for some reason. Dude, uh, Dude I will I will rank Psycho Red. That's not a big deal to me. That's fine. And we also um, have A Squad. We also have A Squad Red on here too. Yeah. So here's a question before we begin. Oh, Charlie's on that. Which okay. of, do we want to relegate um, one of the characters that we're not really interested in tiering to be Mick, or do we not care about tiering Mick? I only want to focus on like primary reds. Okay, so yeah. we're gonna ignore the ones that are not primary reds. Yeah. Though I will make the argument yeah. that I want to have Lauren for consideration as well. Yeah, I think I mean Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's a special case. Yeah. 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 Okay. Without further ado, let's do this. Alright, so let's start off with the uh, Red Ranger that started it all. The man, the myth, the legend. The OG Red Ranger. That is Jason Lee Scott. The Red MMPR Ranger. So, uh... I... You know, I've said this, uh... I kind of have a bit of a different opinion of Jason. I, I... I'm kind of going to paraphrase what I said in my MMPR season one video. Uh, he's still, you know, a great character. I've kind of always looked up to him as like a Superman type of ranger. Like there's better Red Ranger characters out there, which, I mean, we're going to find out in this very podcast that they're better Red Rangers. But uh, I would personally still say that he's an A tier. But what do you guys think? Like, I mean, this is where we can all just have general discussion. We don't have – unless everybody each wants to give their opinion, but – um, I would argue Jason's a B tier. Okay. Why um, So, Jason I, – I recently watched Mighty Morphin Season 1 again. And, okay, yeah, he's the first Red Ranger. He had – he has a very special place in our hearts. I get there's a lot of nostalgia around him, but with all that said, the acting from Austin St. John in season one wasn't as strong as some of the acting from the other Rangers who I would consider A tier. And that comes off in different things like um, his ability to react to situations, for example, like he felt a little wooden to me, especially in the Green Ranger, Greenwood Evil arc. There are like points where I was like, this guy's really stiff acting right now. So Yeah. I, that that really hurt him in my opinion. Especially when he's confronting Tommy in the dark dimension. Exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I I can't put him above B tier in my personal list. I don't know if I want to take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to take the actor's performance into consideration when I'm doing something like this. I kind of just want to look at the character as they are. Yeah, yeah I do. Too. Really, how they're portrayed or something. So, like, I would consider Jason like the median line. Like he is. The average of average. Every ranger better than him is good, and every ranger worse than him is bad. That's kind of where I would put him. So I don't know if it would be, like, 
low B, high C tier or something like that. But I, I kind of see him as the, you know, the, the average line. So, cause he, but, I mean, but there's nothing wrong with him, but he, he's very stereotypical, you know, just, I might put him up it. So, yeah. I might put him up a peg with season two though, cause season two gave us an episode should have been in season one immediately after the green candle where he's, where he's beating himself up and he's all torn up about how he didn't get the candle. And that's what cost Tommy his powers. Like, I really wish that that was after the green candle. I think that's peak Jason. Oh, that that episode's really great. Yeah. 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 So I'll probably drop him in B tier then because yeah, season two did do a little bit more with the characterization of everybody. So that yeah. does help Jason a little bit. How, so how short-lived it was due to, you know, the... Yeah, how short-lived it was. Yeah. 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 Dang it. What about... Where would you put it, Anthony? I will put it in M and B as well. Okay, well, then it's... I mean, I said A, but it's three against two. So, yeah, I think Jason... Three against be one. Here. Three against one. Yeah, sorry. I'm not... I'm not double. Did you put him in the SB, uh, Reese? What? You put yes, him in B or S was, was hot here. B. Okay. Oh, S is top tier. Yeah, S, S is, is top tier. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so next up we have Jason's replacement, Rocky, uh, who – Rocky is actually kind of a weird uh, Red Ranger in this case, though, because I think he's the only one in this little list that is uh, at any point – like maybe he was – I don't know if I would call him second in command when he was Red. I always thought – He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, Kimberly and Billy outranked him. So Billy was, was definitely second in command whenever yeah. Tommy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kimberly stepped into every now and then. Well, no, no, no. I think Kimberly was second in command because I remember there was one episode, uh, Return of the Green Ranger, where the five Rangers without Tommy uh, morphed, and Kimberly was the one standing in front saying, it's morphing time. Okay, that's true. But and then yeah, there no. were... Sorry, Riz. Sorry. And I was going to say, but yeah, regardless, I think, yeah, Kimberly or Billy would be the second in command. And then to kind of go off of that, there's multiple episodes. I remember at least two of them where uh, Billy is where Rocky, Billy, and then like one other ranger are morphing, and it's Billy standing in front saying it's morphing time. And we can always assume that the person who says it's morphing time is the leader in that little group. So, yeah. um, So, yeah, Rocky... Maybe you could say he was second in command briefly before Jason came back in Zio, but he was blue then, so Rocky is the only one who is not a leader in this little I, group. Well, okay, so Orko, the Alien Ranger, he wasn't the leader of the Alien Rangers. That was Delphine. That was Delphine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was like second so, in command, maybe. He was he was second in command. I'll give him that, but and same with Wes. I know Jen is technically the leader of the top. Well, we'll get to Wes when we get to We'll, him, we'll get to that case later. That's a different yeah, thing yeah. altogether. But what do we think of Rocky as Red? Anybody want to go first? I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, initially, I was not feeling Rocky <laughs> when I was watching the show. For, watching on the show for the first time. I was just like, I was like, who are you? Like, why are you, why are you not, you're not Jason? Like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think over time he kind of grew on me a little bit. Yeah, 
I think what hurts Rocky is that they put him into the Red Ranger position, and he doesn't really live up to the role that the color is supposed to be. Like, even seasons after him and everything, he just doesn't feel like a Red Ranger. Yeah. Would you even say that? Because I know they after. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. He, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, are you, do you feel that way after the special, too? Like, with Once a Ranger? Wasn't always? Yes. Yeah. He didn't. Yes, he didn't I really still. a lot to it. You really um, didn't. I. Like, I don't mind him as a character too much. I just don't like him as a red. So I would probably. <sighs> do I want to D tier him? That might be a little bit too extreme for Rock. I'm going to give him a C, honestly, for me. Yeah. He's an average C would be Ranger. Pretty... Yeah. Like, yeah. I would say I would say with confidence that he's the my least favorite of the three Stone Canyon kids. Yeah. Like Yeah, he that, for sure. Adam and Aisha were much stronger characters than him, I think. Yeah. So, are we putting him in C? Yeah, I would, I would say yeah. C. I'm putting him in C. Okay. Yeah, I agree with the C tier for that. Now, if this was a blue. If this was him as blue. I would put him probably as a B, honestly, for me. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. So now we have Orico, the Red Equation Ranger. Uh, he didn't really get a lot of screen time, and so I kind of okay. So it's not. I don't want to say I put him in D tier because he's a bad character. I'm putting him in D tier because he didn't really do a lot. He's not giving he's not giving you much, so yeah. it's not like we're like we're, yeah, we're trying to we're gonna we're against him. It's more or less he just didn't yeah. give us enough to to get us like higher. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's I mean it's kind of a fault of how the alien rangers were like not given a full season to themselves. Because they don't have this team really could have benefited from maybe like 20-something episodes so we can get to know them a little bit better, but... Yeah, because... Yeah. We, we, don't know that that we just know that they... Yeah. ...are aliens, yeah. and they live... They, they like water, and <laughs> that's it. No, it's like... I mean, they like I'll, water, and that's it. Okay, great. show Orico a little bit, I feel like he... There are times where I felt like maybe he was supposed to be the closest thing that the Alien Rangers had to a like Joker character because there's times where I saw him like making jokes or you know even in Forever Red when like you know that Machine Empire General is like swinging at him he's like hey I'm right here no I'm right here you missed me <laughs> like so yeah. but that was actually the only bit of characterization that they gave him and that's really sad and it, yeah. it feels kind of odd honestly because when you watch Forever Red it felt a little out of character for him to do that well, not exactly, because there's that one episode where they fight the monster that they made from the machine that turned Billy back to his adult age, and Oracle's all like, hello, sir, your food is here, and then the monster's like, wait, did I order something? And then Oracle's like, yeah, knuckle sandwich, and then he punches him in the face. Okay, so, no, you're right, I can see that. Yeah, you're going into lore that I don't remember anymore. Okay, sorry. Not, I mean, but, I, I, I'm surprised you remember that. I did not remember that, and I've watched every season of Power Rangers thus far, so it's like, damn. Yeah, yeah I mean, he doesn't have as much personality as Delphine and Sestro, but he's not 
yeah. as forgettable as uh, the yellow and black ones. I think the ty- ty- I you remember their names. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but even then, I mean, if this was Delphine or Cestro, maybe I'd put him in C, but yeah, I still think yeah, Orko. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for Reverend, I would not have known his name was Orko. I'm, I'm going to so, lie to you. D tier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to get your D tier. Sorry. Okay. So, are we ready to piss off the fandom with the next two? Yeah. So, this tier maker that we have, we have Tommy twice. First, we have him as Red Zeo Ranger 5, and then we have him as the Red Turbo Ranger. Uh, Can we just count count him as one entry? I think so. Yeah. I... Well, wait, wait, but if you do that, then... Wait, wait, if we do that, then... Because, honestly, he he was not doing much in Turbo. He only had maybe, like, two scenes worth of screen time due to JDF not wanting to be on Turbo for long. Because he was barely yeah. there. And I don't think that's fair to 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 have to rank them both at, at the same time. Unless, he did more unless we just want to... Unless we just want to judge... Yeah, unless we just want to judge Tommy specifically as Zio and then make, you know, talk about Turbo with TJ or something, but whatever, whatever the case is, I'm just going to be, yeah. So, let me throw out this idea. Let's use the Forever Red logic here. Tommy is Zio Red, he's not Turbo. Turbo belongs to TJ only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. okay. That's fine. Because okay. we don't see the Red Turbo Ranger. In fact, his- he doesn't even use it in the spirit, um... Master Morpher? That, no, not no. He doesn't use yeah. the Master Morpher. And the Dino. He also doesn't use it. So, yeah. The only time I have actually seen him use it, and it's, it's not even considered like canon per se. It was in the Soul Comic. Dragon. Yeah, it's, it's a literally a like, graphic novel. The only time he used it. No, it's canon. Oh, I'm not. I'm not figuring. I'll figure. But well, are we counting that as part of? I, guess, I do. This okay. Okay. But it's but, not among. But it's not among his former Ranger powers and Fighting Spirit. So. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so we can Or in Dimension here. Danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm just gonna be very blunt. I'm just gonna be very blunt at this. I, I don't like Tommy in this. Yeah, I don't either. I, think, I, I re- Tommy's best color is either white or black to me. Yeah, Don Donald's in black without question. I think. Yeah, oh yeah. But honestly, yeah, I kind of like the Azeo Red. That's just me, though. So, Tommy and Azeo Red was pretty great. Um, up to a point. He, he'd already been a leader for a whole two seasons before that. Mm-hmm. So he already had a good chemistry going with everyone, for the most part. Um, I think the best characterization we got with Tommy and Zeo was his Episodes with his brother, but then also King for a Day. Yeah. My personal favorite. I don't, I liked King for a Day, but it's a pretty simple episode where he just gets brainwashed and then has to be convinced to. Yeah, come but back. it's still, it's still a good characterization for Tommy. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I'll agree with you that his brother thing is good, but it's only one episode. That should have been a two-parter. It really should have. It was a two-parter. 
No, well, it was just a single part episode. Oh, shoot. Okay. And then I would feel like a two-parter because the story, I think, was somewhat two-parter, but, but he only meets him in that one episode. Okay. And then I think he meets him again, but that is, that's not like a two-parter. It's just him having spent time with his brother. Yeah. Now, they could have furthered that by having his brother turn out to be the Gold Ranger, but... That's what everybody said. Even the car said the same like, thing, so you're the only yeah. one. I felt that way, too. So, I'll be real with y'all, and y'all can tell me what I'm wrong, but I would probably place Tommy at a C tier for Red Zero Five. Bingo. Me too. Uh, I, I'm good with C. Do we want to put him ahead or... Um, behind Rocky. Does it matter in or, this? Like, I, would, I mean, if you wanted to actually put them in like a proper order on top of it all, we could. But I don't mind. I, don't think, I mean, I would put him. I would put him over Rocky just because he was actually a leader. Yeah. yeah. But that's fair. I just wish. I just wish I could put him higher, but I think Zio is just. One of the most blandly written seasons we've ever had, yeah. and the characters yeah. suffered for it in general. It's and it, it was so long too. This is like a lot of stuff was a lot was in the episode and not happened. Yeah. yeah, like how did how did Zio end up being a worse Mighty Morphin season one? Because <laughs> like nothing just, really happened. And it's completely useless in the grand scheme of things with the Zordon era, because, like, the ending exactly. doesn't do anything that, like, transitions us to Turbo. Like, I mean, say what you will about Turbo. Oh. People think that Turbo has problems, but at least that season leads us to in space. Exactly. And, and plus, I mean, they, if you really they, think about it, it wasn't even the Rangers that, that beat the Machine Empire. It was literally Zed and Rita. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, I mean, there's also the question of, what happened to the Zeo powers to make Turbo the next step? Like a million dollar question. No one knows this to this day. Yeah. And I just don't know why. <laughs> Alright, now what? Let's move on to, uh, Selwyn Ward, first black leader of the Power Rangers. Okay, Andre. <laughs> TJ, TJ Johnson, the Red Turbo Ranger. Uh, this, okay, I don't care how bold this is. I, I said all that great stuff about TJ during our Black History video, and you know you guys, and you know if you guys don't agree with me, I'm cool with it. I think TJ should be in S tier red. Like I don't care how bad Turbo is, TJ has. I think it's fair. It's my, no, I was I was actually debating how to bring up that I want to make him an S tier too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Because I mean, I'll rank him A. I mean, at the latest, I'll probably rank him rank him A if I, if, if like you know. I like, want him an S tier, but I also agree A tier is very appropriate for him. Yeah. Man. If this I'm was the if this, here. If this was blue, blue, then he would be S tier in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Blue, blue teeth. That's here. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with this. I'm like. If we were talking about Space Blue, then he would probably be, like, top five Blue Rangers easily. But uh-huh. He'd be Turbo top Red, ten I'm... Rangers overall. Yeah, but as, as Turbo Red, to be perfectly honest with you, and it's probably just because of Turbo. Yeah. probably put him at high, high, high B tier. Okay, if but we're going off of this... Because, not, not because of... 
me disliking TJ, but I think Turbo kind of suffers the same problem that Zio did, where it just didn't write its characters well. Okay, and, so he, here's a thought I want to throw out there about him. I think TJ's TJ's biggest deal with Turbo is he's the guy in charge when everything goes to hell. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's the one that has to lead them out of an impossible situation to go in space to do the thing that nobody believes they're able to do. Because, like Andrew said, what do terrestrial rangers know about space? But he did it. Yeah. And I, I would, I would contend he is the Red Ranger until episode two of In Space. That's fair. Okay. And I mean, so if we're going by I, that logic. I think that, I, yeah. I think for the most part throughout Turbo, he wasn't anything special like the rest of the cast was, but as it got closer to the finale, I all agree that his characterization did pick up a lot. Yeah. yeah. And well, he became a much good... better character. And then when it bled into in space, he's just, He's such a good character in space, but... And, I mean, he's can, also can one of you, few... I can give you A. He's also one of the yeah. few Reds to come back in almost every anniversary, except for once a, once a Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue that he was already, like, a decently established character from his starting, because we find out in, uh, what was it called? Uh, Passing the Torch. Yeah, that's the first episode yeah. uh, that he hears that... Uh, um, that he's always wanted to be a Power Ranger, and there's a handful of episodes where we already show that he's a perfectly noble person. Like, one of my, one episode I love to watch is that episode where they have to play against that baseball monster, and uh, there's this guy that, like, gives him trouble, and is like, just a complete jerk. But then, you know, he almost falls to his death off a cliff, and then TJ saves him without even thinking twice about it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I think that shows that TJ has always just been a noble person. So he's a guy who doesn't really have to change much. He's already he also a is a good pizza, apparently. Oh, oh we've got salads too. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I can't wait till we get to Car Ranger because that episode of Car Ranger was hilarious. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I guess what do we give you? I'll I'll give you A just yeah. because he he's a better established character than Tommy was in Zio for sure so I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean I would have put him in S but I think A is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Now we're moving on to one of the goats of the red for, uh lineup. Yep, Andros the yeah, red space. Done. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it short. He's my favorite Power Ranger of all time. That's it. Okay, moving on to Psycho Fred. Period. Yeah. (laughs) Andros is Patrick's Takeru in Power Ranger. He is. He's he's the best Ranger ever. Yeah. He did did the only thing that I think no other Ranger could do was that he had, he killed Killed Zordon for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. For the greater good. Well, his whole story in general was just amazing, so... Yeah, definitely. 
so amazing at Arkham had to rip it off. Yeah, and failing miserably at retelling. Failed miserably. <laughs> and mind you, RPM is still a good it's still a good season in my first opinion, but it yeah. still failed in trying to make it like it it did a lot of stuff yeah. in space. Yeah, because I mean the yeah. whole sister plot, that was literally the same thing they did. Even down to the stupid necklace. Oh my Jesus god. Christ. Oh my dude. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of that, that, that meme with Soldier Boy. He's like, he stole my whole fucking pole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's also the first Red, first Red Ranger to get a Battleizer, and yeah. his Battleizer was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he also had a lot of character growth because he had to learn to work team after losing his own team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess all the same too, so. I guess the only other way I'll wrap this up is that, hey, Christopher came in, you know how uh, you showed up to a ranger stop Atlanta in 2022? Could you, like, do that? Can you come back next, next year? So that Patrick can meet him when he, <laughs> meet you when he comes here. Screw Patrick. Riz wants to meet him. <laughs> yeah, because they had the whole in-space cast at ranger stop Atlanta last year, except uh, for uh, Cassie and Ashley. So I mean, of course. I really hope they, I really hope they come next year. That'd be cool. Yeah. We can only hope. We can only hope. Mm-hmm. You've met him before, haven't you, Anthony? Yeah. I, I, he literally came to, like, North Carolina for, for a convention once, and I was, like, yeah. shocked he showed up. Yeah, well, I still I still have this T-shirt that I that I got from him at uh, Power Morphicon 2016 that he signed for me. It's a picture of the Red Space Ranger with his weapon up, and it says, Ladies love my spiral saber. Oh, God. <laughs> I got the, I got the one of him doing the showing his middle finger that 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 that's still oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole place. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so you want to move on to Psycho? Yep, Psycho Red. Okay, this is a very interesting case for me because, in my opinion, the Psycho Rangers of the Collective are top five best villains in Power Ranger history. Correct. Yes. And so, if I'm going to rate the Psycho Red, I can't rate him on his nobility or his honor. I have, to rate him. I have to rate him on how evil and vile he is. And yeah, they have that. He is evil to the core, and he is psychotic to the core. No pun intended, except there was a pun intended. And so... I don't have an argument to not put him in S tier, so y'all have to talk me out of it. Mm. No, I, I just kind of agree with that. I still feel weird even ranking him in this. I still feel weird. Even yeah, I do. I do too. I do too. I don't know if I really want to rank him, but I would. I mean, he's there. I mean, he was uh, doing villains. He's he's going right into S tier, but oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we shouldn't put Psycho Red on here. But we could just say that he's an S tier for villains and then move on. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, moving on to Leo. Leo Corbett. Um. Nice got, names. I got a weird uh thing to say with Leo, because, like, here's the thing. Like, I liked Leo when I was a kid, but... The thing is, is that now that I've seen Ginga Man and kind of know, like, his arc is very similar to Ryoma's from Ginga Man, but I would argue that 
that is a lot better because both he and Ryoma have to deal with this arc where they lose their brothers who are like their idols to them. But the difference is that Ryoma has to deal with that. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for the people when we do review Ginga Man, but later on in the series, Ryoma is put in a similar situation and we see how big he's grown since he first lost Hyuga. It's not so much with Leo. Like after that episode where Leo discovers that he's meant to hold the Quasar Saber and then Mike just becomes the Magnet Defender, that's it. That's pretty much the end of Leo's character arc. But, I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, at least it was there. And he actually did go through a character arc where, like, remember at first. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Remember at first, he, you know, him losing his brother, he kind of was like, he, even, like, before, he was very reckless when he, before his, uh, before he lost his brother or whatever. He was very, like, just doing things on his own and just not really thinking about stuff or whatever. But then after losing his brother, he still kind of does that. But at the same time, he just, he just wants to, wants, I guess, to feel something. I guess he just wants, like, to deal with the fact that his brother's gone. He wants to, like, you know, do his brother proud, I guess. And when after, after his brother, like, comes back, you notice Leo changes. He's not as reckless as he was before. So that means that because Mike's now finally alive and well, he doesn't have to worry about like taking risks and, and he wants to be things do things safe. And you get what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, only yeah, I wouldn't I'm have done that. Of, I am kind I'm of in the same boat as you, Nate. Because I wasn't all that big of a fan of Lost Galaxy to begin with, but watching Ginga Man, it kind of lowered my opinions on Lost Galaxy a little bit more. Um yeah. and it made me see that Leo's character arc, while it's still good, uh it is definitely a little bit undercooked compared to Rioma's was, because Rioma's went all the way through to the finale. Um, and Leo's did peak at one point and then kind of plateaued. So, I mean, I don't hate Leo at all, but... The one I'm looking at with Leo was probably B. Yeah. I was going to say, Leo, in my book, having not seen Gigaman... He's a low A, high B, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I I kind of go more towards the B than the A for him. Yeah, same here. I was thinking the same thing. Like, he's a great, yeah. he's a good red. He's a good leader. Yeah. I just, you know, 30 years into the franchise, he's not one of the reds that I look back on like, oh, yeah, that's one of the best rangers of all time, you know? Yeah. Which is weird he because was, he was... He was in an era where the Reds were pretty iconic, but he's just like the yeah. weird one that no one talks about in the stretch of Ranger seasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I think I'll put him in B unless somebody has an objection to it. Yeah, I think B is fine. Put him ahead of Jason. Yeah, I was going to put him ahead yeah. of Jason. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure ahead of Jason. Okay. Uh, I already know where Carter's going. Yeah, S, S. Yeah, Why S, S. Carter Grayson. His presence he has on screen. Let me help you all out here. Yeah, Wes is an S tier. No, I'll put Wes ahead of Carter. I would too. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, but just to give... No, but just... Carter... 
he doesn't undergo any character development, but he doesn't have to. I mean, this is a guy who exactly. <laughs> in the very first episode, he tries to run over a monster with his car, and one of the last episodes, he walks up, he runs up to giant Super Olympus and Diabolico, takes out his handguns and says, "Come at me, bro!" And that he punched Queen Banshee in the face. Like, he doesn't really go through much characterization, like you said. He doesn't go through an arc, like you said, but, man, he is, he is such a presence on screen, man. When he does stuff, he does stuff. He's just so cool. And he cares. Like, he cares. Yeah. Not only that, but I would honestly say that his, that he's a very, like, I know we don't talk about acting, but I do want to give a shout out to Sean C.W. Johnson being able to act. Yeah. Because I recently, I, I've been watching some Lightspeed Rescue on and off recently, and I watched the third episode where he doubts his abilities, where he, uh, because he fails to rescue that boy uh, from getting hurt. I can't stop watching where he, like, just walks up and gets in Cat's face and is all like, you need to put out the fire and you were wrong. Like, I, I was still, I'm still on the side. I know that, that, that uh, Cap, Captain Mitchell, you know, meant well, and he was just, you know, Trying to say, hey, if you put the fire first, people won't die. But at the same time, it's like you could have just told him this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Where's but every when, whenever Carter is angry and Lightspeed rescued, you don't want to be on the other side of his anger. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, but like, see, I get it though. But like, it's like I said, like I said, it's just I still want to be on his side, even if, even I, I know he, even I know that he would have made the wrong choice. But it's like. He's just that, he's that good at convincing people, hey, like, I'm just trying to help people, so. Okay, so my two cents on Carter is he's a cross between Superman and Captain America. That's actually a good comparison. That's a a great comparison. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, yeah. Like, he's just the all-American Red Ranger. Like, when you think of, like, patriotic Red Ranger, you think Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't, yeah. you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, you guys know that I was recently rewatching Time Force for our Time Ranger review, and I'm not a fan of the Time Force and Lightspeed Rescue team up, but when we get to that part where Carter drives up in the car and he says, you're going to need my help. I'm Carter Grace of Lightspeed Rescue Red Ranger. Like, this is the first time I've seen Carter in, like, a while, and I was like, I honestly, even though I've probably seen that episode like a million times, I still have a fanboy moment every time that he walks up like that. There's also a really good car now, because he said it, like, again in the uh, Forever Red episode. Yeah. I was just going to say, I I still get fanboy chills watching Forever Red when Carter comes up to tell him, I'm Carter Grace and Lightspeed Rescue, and he says to Marver, and then he tries to, he tries to give TJ his full name. To the group. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> what is it? The fan knows that. He's like, or J. Jarvis yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And TJ's like, man, just call me TJ. And I don't call my kid my name out of that. That's what you, man. He's <laughs> just better than me, man. I'd be like, hey, I'm. You know, he's been to. He's been back for two anniversary specials. You know, they bring back TJ for every anniversary special. Carter should be a mandatory. Well, I think he is a lot easier to get a hold of because you see him yeah. more conventions and stuff. I know. Whereas I don't think Son C. W. Johnson is around 
nearly as he as has been at conventions, but not as much as the other actor, other ranger actors have yeah. been. Yeah, no. from what I know, like when I was at Power Morphicon 2018, uh, like he, it was either him or Sasha Williams, the person who plays Kelsey, saying that uh, he had just recently had a kid. So, and when you have a kid, you're pregnant. Okay. So, oh, okay, yeah. um, understandable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's training for next generation. I mean, I do, I do follow him on Twitter, and he he posts occasionally. And he seems like a really cool dude. He seems like a really yeah. cool dude. Oh, he's an oh, he's an old guy. Like that interview yeah. that I did with him was a great. Yeah, fantastic. Like like I said, Nate looked out for me. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you, Nate, for for getting for getting yeah. that for me. I really appreciate it. Oh, and I just love how like two years later after I do that interview, like Anthony and I walk up to him because Anthony wanted to meet him, of course, and he recognized me. He remembered me, so I love that. Yeah. All right, we've already ranked the next guy, but we should still talk about him a little bit. Uh, Wes is probably my favorite red. Like, the only red who I put higher than him is Andrews, which is what the tier says right now. Um, are you, Riz, are you sure this isn't recency bias since you, we literally just met Jason Fawn a couple of months ago? No, I've always loved him. Okay. Like, no, why would you make that? I mean, uh, just because his I'm wife <laughs> remembered me from four years ago, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and just the fact that he gave us a free video, which you're going to yeah. see at the beginning of his podcast, like, hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force, and you're watching Tokyo Secrets Podcast. He did that for us for us for free. Does that? But just forget about that. We're not <laughs> doing <laughs> Mind you, we totally would have paid him for that if he did, if, he, if, if, you know, if, if we were able to. I think I just resonate with his character and the story a lot on a personal level um, because I understand family commitment over what you want to do sometimes. I also understand, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say that he was the outsider and, you know, his time, but he definitely – he definitely grew a lot with the team. And then there's also the fact that I have a huge bias towards time travel motif. And so that's my bias here is that the time travel thing is really well done. Well, with my recent rewatch, I have a different perspective of him. Like I used to, I've always loved Wes. He's always been S tier, but I have a completely different perspective that actually makes me like him a lot more now. Uh, I used to think that he was like this spoiled rich kid that, you know, had everything handed to him. And then he and then, you know, he learned about the importance of other things um, by becoming a ranger. But now looking at who he was before being a ranger, I actually think more that he's someone who never fit in with the rich elite people that his dad was forcing him to work with. And he wanted to do something different, but he just never got an opportunity to do something that different that he wanted to do. And being a ranger gave him that thing. And see, yeah. that that's what I was struggling to put into words. What you put, what you just said right there, Nate, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I was trying to explain that he was the outsider, but I couldn't put into words if he was an outsider among the rich socialite elites of their time. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's one hundred percent accurate of what happened there. Yeah, yeah, you, you just took the words right out of my mouth, Nate, and mm-hmm. it it makes him an easy character to root for. Yeah, 
Yeah. It makes him an easy character to root for because it's like he's a guy who's put in this spoiled position and he sees past the nonsense and I, yeah. And then just like how he, he not only changes his trajectory in his life, but he changes Jim's, he changes his father's. And in a way he changes Rancix too. Like when we yeah. get into the wild force team up and everything, like he, he helps so many people around him. Like you just can't hate the guy. Right. If you hate him, you're just wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his dad likes to clean himself up and wear suits and drive around in his limo. Wes likes to unbutton his shirt and untuck it and ride around on his motorcycle. Now, yeah. the other thing I want to bring up about Wes's character that's a bit difficult given recent events. So, with the passing of JDF and Tommy no longer being a viable candidate to bring back anymore... The face of the franchise, in my opinion, has changed from Tommy to Wes in terms of Rangers who are still with us. And which, go ahead, Riz. Which I think, following the last couple of you know the last couple of months of Ranger appearances at cons, Jason Font is most he's most likely going to convince it almost every weekend. And he is literally the guy that everyone harkens back to a lot. So I think the character has gained a little bit more significance as well within the franchise with that real life event happening. Yeah, yeah and he's been to, he's been in every anniversary special except uh, Once a Ranger. So yeah, but nobody was in Once a Ranger. Really, yeah, even Tom, even Tommy wasn't even once in Once a Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't blame you for not wanting to be in that. <laughs> I mean, Adam was the, Adam. I mean, Adam was the only main person who was worth anything in that team up. But well, Adam. So Johnny Young Boss. I don't know if I ever told you all the story. I interviewed Johnny Young Boss years ago. But the video for that interview never worked out. But I asked him, how did you come back to offer, to be a part of Operation Overdrive for that one crossover? And he said he literally did it as a favor to one of the uh, executive producers. I forget which one. Was it Koichi Sakamoto? I think so. Okay. They're, they're really good old friends. And he said, I only came back for him. <laughs> well, okay. Well, unfortunately, the S tiering is about to take a huge. Okay, before we get there, before we get there, I want to know what y'all think my ranking is for Cole. Yeah. D. Yeah, yeah. He's either D or F tier. Like, because I'd put yeah. I'd put him in. Final answer, Patrick. Low D tier. Probably a low D tier. Yeah, I'm putting him in D tier. Oh, did I give him an F? No. Because, I mean, as bad as a character as Cole is, there are much worse. Worse. Get to yeah. 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 There's much worse. There are, there are definitely well, worse. I don't, even hate, I don't even hate Cole. That's the crazy part. Well, okay, so my problem with Cole, to be very succinct, because I don't want to be triggered into a John-like rant. 
Um, I don't like his character for many of the same reasons I don't like Zahn's character. The the way... Okay, so Zahn's character goes to one extreme of how you handle a wilderness boy who comes back from the you know jungle into the real world and gets adapted. He's annoying, obnoxious, worthless, and just brings nothing to the table. And he's also a useless sack of garbage. Cole is on the other side of the spectrum. Cole integrates into the real world relatively okay. The issue I held with Cole is the transition to the real world didn't make sense for him. Like, he immediately knew how to drive a motorcycle within the first two, three episodes, I think. Like, um, Rangers. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. he also had this habit of walking up to the monster at a week and saying, let me put my hand on my heart and feel your intentions and find the goodness in you. And I'm like, dude, you just gotta get find the goodness. <laughs> so, no, he, he just said really bad red. But there are worse reds out there, and I can't justify putting him in F tier when we have other reds who are infinitely worse than him. Remember the time that time that one that one must come and call him a moron. So my vote is a D tier here. Yeah, I put him as a D tier too. Hey, me as well. I'm going to see if Patrick's also going to put him as a D tier. Yeah. Well, he was saying that earlier. Patrick's yeah. uh, had to meet Patrick's doing because... something real quick. I'm going to put him below Oracle, though. You can't change my mind about that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, moving on to Sane. This one's going to be a bit of a debate, to be honest. I, I don't know where to put Sane. Um, put him in B, honestly. That's just me, because, you know, I'm kind of biased. Sane? comes to Ninja Storm. Yeah. Shane, I would put Shane slightly above Jason. He's not memorable at all. No, no, actually, he is. not much. Not much from Ninja Storm is memorable. Like that's just how I, I say I it. Ninja Storm is just Ninja pure Storm is pretty good. I would yeah. say he's the you. That's, that's you. <laughs> I would say he's the third best Ninja Storm Ranger behind Cam and Tori, in that order. Um. Yeah, that's not saying much either. Yeah, Cam is saying a lot. Right, it can be saying a lot, but Tori isn't. Tori's a good uh, blue. She is, but but put her in the top five. Okay, so y'all are saying me. Yeah, I'm stuck on him at C. Well, it's B for me, and I'm not changing my mind. So. Oh, I know you're not, but I'm gonna say B because he like we you know he's sh- seen shown always to be the most serious of the three Wind Rangers, and we get an episode that actually shows why because you know there's that episode where he meets his brother, who uh, by the way yeah. his brother in that episode is played by the actual brother yep. of a uh, Pua mm-hmm. Magasiva, um, and you know they find out that like his whole life his parents have been putting pressure on him. 
to get a job and everything. So he's I, – I feel like there's a good foundation for a great character. It's just not expanded upon as great. Like, that's why I put him in B because, like, A is where we get to, like, really good characters. Right, yeah. But Shane has a good foundation that yeah. is pitched upon a little bit, but just not fully yeah. touched. Upon. I think the one gripe I have with Nin- Ninja Storm in, in its entirety is the fact that we don't know what these characters were like before the Ninja Academy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure that really mattered. I mean, it doesn't, but it probably would have helped help that characters a little bit more. But that's just me, though. Like, a, like. Not even like necessarily like a full on episode, just maybe just a fact, just a flashback or something. Yeah. So, like, could we know that we always know what what they were doing? They were doing their obvious like you know sports stuff, but it's like you know, did they all like meet each other? Were they were they all living in the same town? Were they all friends for like a long time? I mean, yeah, sure, we know that Dustin and Shane have been friends for a long time, but I, I, did they meet Tori at the same time though? Yeah. Was she I don't new, think to, so. new to yeah? But see, we don't know that. I've yeah. missed interpretation. Yeah, but I, I just think... Go ahead, Pat. I was like, I mean, like that's why I don't particularly care for Ninja Storm that much, and it's because Shane Tory and what, Dustin, Dustin was his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're just, they're just, like, who cares? I don't care for any of them. They're like average I... as average could be characters. And that's why I'm kind of putting him in the C tier is because I'm putting all the standard average people in C tier. Well, then move Jason down because I think I Shane and Jason. I think Shane and Jason are on the same level as one another. Do you think then maybe we could put Shane like behind Jason in the B tier? Then I think that would be fine. We're gonna have to reevaluate this. The rankings when we're done, obviously. Just put him in upper C, then. I'm going to put him... Okay, so who wants him in C tier? Let's take a vote here. Just I mean, I could go either way. I could I could go either way. Okay, but the rest of y'all are thinking B, though, right? Yeah. Just put him, just okay, put him just in B tier. Yeah. But behind Jason, I guess, just yeah. to separate... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Connor, I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on him. Yeah. I think he's an A tier. Yes, yeah, same here. I would put him above TJ. Yeah, I already know what Nate's gonna say. Nate, Nate doesn't really like like Carnal that much. Yeah, from what I'm told. Yeah, I'm not the nope. biggest fan of Connor. Like, I don't know. There's, I don't, I can't. I kind of have issues with how Connor like. He's growing on me a little bit more, and maybe I just need to watch Dino Thunder again. But I just – I never, like – okay, I, I used to, like, kind of give him trouble for the fact that, like, I always thought that he was an idiot. Like, he asks, like, which Raptor cycle was his. And, yes, you can say, oh, he was kidding. But listen to his voice. He was not kidding when he asked well, which okay, Raptor so. cycle was his. But but to go into – but on a more serious note, I never liked how he treated – Trent in the show. That's the big thing that I've always had a problem with because, like, he he was always the one who was so ready to, like, turn on Trent in a heartbeat. And I get it. You know, at first you think, like, Trent is always constantly betraying you, but 
Trent was never in the driver's seat. It was always the evil White Ranger personality. And, like, he turns on Trent also when it turns out that Trent didn't tell them who Mezagog really was. Like, can you really blame Trent? I mean, that's his father. So, I don't know. I just, his, okay. Connor's so perspective, every- he didn't really know what was going on. So, I can understand exactly. him not being totally. I mean, everything you said, Nate, is why I consider him A tier. Mm-hmm. Because, because he does grow past one, a lot of that. Yeah. One thing that we, I brought up in the um, Mighty Morphin and the Zero Ranger review, mind you, is how quick both teams were to accept Tommy and Barai mm-hmm. after being evil. There was never any awkwardness. There was never any uh, I don't trust you, you gotta earn my trust type of thing. It was more of a Hey, Tommy, you were trying to kill us two minutes ago, but now we're all best friends. We're going to go to school together, and we're going to braid each other's hairs and make friendship bracelets and all that stuff. I mean, Connor didn't do that. He he wanted to be pragmatic and say, no, you spent the better part of the last month trying to kill me and my friends. I don't know how I can trust you right now. Exactly. But it's kind of how we wish that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But he did come around in the end. He started trusting Trent. He started mm-hmm. working with him, and they slowly formed a friendship. And I think that's way more organic than what we got with Greenwood Evil and Greenwood yeah, Evil. I okay. I guess I can see the case. I. I see what you're saying about a tier. I'm at. I won't argue with you guys on that because I mean I'm outnumbered anyway. But I I see the perspective that you're given. I think, I think what Nate feels is that he probably feels that like you know maybe he was maybe out of the three because mind you Connor was really the only one um, that was kind of like giving Trent a hard time. Ethan and Kira kind of was like eh, whatever. And of course, Tommy was gonna just, you know, just Tommy's obviously Tommy, and he's not gonna well, care. It also made it also made sense for Connor's character because he was he was it always the more aggressive personality wise. So it made sense for him to be the one who wouldn't trust him. And yeah. I think yeah, because it made Connor stand out, and it and I think him not trusting Trent kind of made him feel like the proper red for that team because he was. As a leader, you gotta question, you know, you gotta make sure before you fully trust people sometimes. Yeah. And I like that about him. Now, to move on to another aspect, Connor, that I want to address with Nate's comments from earlier. You were kind of alleging that Connor is the dumb jock. He doesn't really know his bike color and all this other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, he's a dumb jock. I get it. That's fine. But also, look how much he grew as a person. He went from yeah. not being able to stand Ethan to Ethan and him by the end of the season being best friends. Yeah. And he also went from treating girls like a score to get with as a date. Because mm-hmm. remember, this has to be a PG. We can't say that he was trying to get a bed knocks, but... Yeah. Um... He definitely, he definitely changed perspectives to get the girl. I forget her name. I think it was like Crystal or Krista. something. Krista. Krista. Krista, yeah. Like, he changed tactics. He learned. He grew. He accepted that 
there's more to dating than the pretty one. You have to also understand the substance and those are all very admirable, admirable qualities in my opinion for Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get, well, even before this whole thing, I still, I never, like, I'm not going to say that like Connor is like, you know, like a Nick or Mac level, kind of a spoiler alert for what we're going to say with those characters. But, uh, yeah. I probably would have put, uh, Connor in the B section before all this. So I did, he was never a low ranking red for me. I just have yeah. some issues with him, but I can see what you guys are saying. So I, I think A, based on what you're saying, is respectful enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to watch yeah. Dino Thunder again, but I mean, I have issues with them, but I can see what you're saying. He's, I never thought he was a horrible red, just some yeah. personal issue. That's all. But see, but see, even with you saying that, I still don't think that you're not like wrong for feeling that way because you're not because we can't change how you feel. It's it's how you feel. So yeah, don't ever think that like we're like we're against you because you have different opinion. Yeah. We like we actually say, hey, yeah. like you know, that, it's perfectly valid. You know, and when was yeah. when was the last time you watched a Dino Thunder? Like maybe like a couple of years ago, but I. Okay. But uh, but I'll be watching it again when we do Ava Ranger, which I'm going to be curious to see how you guys will compare this guy to Ryu Ryuga or whatever his. Yeah, I'm curious for that. They're yeah. two completely different characters. I'm not going to tell you about right now. Hey, what do we point? <laughs> hey, what do we point that out in Dino Thunder when they yeah. show that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that episode where they watch an episode of Ava Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, but that actual episode is actually really funny though. Like the episode they're adapted from is really funny yeah. though. Hey. I have a quick inside joke for y'all that the rest of the podcast people listening are not going to understand. But going back to that list that sparked this entire podcast topic for tonight, that author forgot one red in his list of 40-something plus reds. He forgot Aubrey Red. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what his name was because, like, they, they gave them different names, like, like Blue's name is Kenny in that, and I think yeah. they call Black Mikey, but they never gave Red. They never gave Red a name, so yeah, maybe they did not come and watch it again. Yeah, yikes! Although Blue was kind of weird though, because the guy that they used to dub over Abar Blue in that episode was the same guy that played Blake in Ninja Storm. Yeah, yeah. Like, but right, well, let's move on. Let's to attack. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Jack. I love Jack so much. In A ahead of Connor. I don't know about him, but he's a good he's a good character. I really? I would love to he's hear your thoughts you guys as an S tier. He's my second favorite red in general. I love Jack. Jack's oh, awesome. So Jack's I haven't watched I watched SPD many years ago. I started rewatching SPD after I finished Dino Thunder after ZDF died. Mm-hmm. But because of you guys and the constant Sentai watching, I had to drop SPD and I never picked it back up. But I definitely have the conflict of S and A because I could see the beginning of Zack being an S tier red. But as far as I got, which is like episode 12 or 13, he was very firmly in the A tier at that point. Man, it's it's the whole season is where he becomes the S tier for me because 
how he goes from, I don't want to be involved in this to kind of just embracing it. And then he just kind of naturally grows into that leader role alongside with his character arc with Sky, who, a spoiler when we get to it, Sky's my favorite Blue Ranger in the whole series, and it's not even close. Their character journey together where they develop each other and everything, man, it's, it's some of the best character writing in the series. And and then when he's done, Jack goes back to where he feels like he could be the most help, and that's on the street helping the people he grew up with. Like he's he's a good mannered guy who just goes about it in a very yeah harsh way, and but he still you know made the best out of his situation as the Red Range of SPD, and I just I just I can't hate him at all. He's like I said, he's my second favorite Red. So that's why I put him in S because I just think his whole journey is just emotionally investing. Yeah. And, so. you know, what I do remember the later parts of SPD, I can agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember a lot. So I'm unfairly thinking A, but I also instinctively know you're right. <laughs> but I don't have the memory to back it up. I. Don't don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. I don't know if this was ever intentional with the SPD civilian powers, although I want to think that the writers were just genuinely that clever, but I always thought that like their civilian powers were always reflective of some of their personalities. Now, That's what a lot of people say. We'll yeah. talk about the others when we get to it, but in Jack's case, he can walk through walls. Like, I always thought Jack has always been like someone who's noble, but he's willing to take, you know, other steps that other people might not take. Like, he's willing to steal stuff from other people to give it to people who need it a lot more. Mm. He has no limits to where he'll go, and because he can walk through walls, there is literally no limits to the places that he can go. Yep. So. I'm going to place him in low S tier, Pat. You know, the the more I think about it, because I've watched SPD several times, I think Patrick's convinced me. He can be an S tier, actually. But I'm keeping him below Carter for right now. I, yeah, that's fair. Just until we're done. Yeah. At least you get him. In, at least you get him in the right tier. That's what matters to me. Exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> like we can we can debate where he belongs in the ranking later if you really care enough. But I don't. Also, here, let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead and put the next guy down there with him. Yeah. Just one last thing. Keep in mind, even before this, I would have put Jack in A tier, so I always like Jack. Yeah. But, but Nick, okay. I mean, Nick. Okay. Nick? How do you write a story centered around one character while writing that said character as a side character? How do you do that, that? <laughs> And also make him so self-absorbed without giving him any depth of character. He's such a quitter, bro. He's yeah. not such a whiny quitter. Like, okay. you turn around and he's like, oh, you know what? Screw this, man. I give up. I, I got to ask, and I got to ask very frankly here, okay? Did the writers of Power Rangers already know the full plot of Overdrive and they were testing the waters with Nick and Mystic Force to get ready for overdrive. They had to. They had to have been. There's just no way. We're not making the season totally stupid, but we're preparing you for actual stupid. 
Okay. You know, it's funny how Anthony just said whiny because, okay, I don't normally like to bring these things up, but in Nick's case, I'm going to make an exception. Nick has one of the whiniest voices in Power Rangers. Like, even when he is saying, like, a normal line, like, even when he's morphing and saying Magical Source Mystic Force, he sounds whiny. Yeah, no. Thank you. <laughs> See? <laughs> like, I want him to shut up. <laughs> I need to... I don't know. I just think... Nick is probably one of the worst written characters... He can give somebody overdrive character some competition and how bad. Exactly. Exactly. And my God. Okay, so here's here's my thing about Nick. He's a quitter. Yes. He's self-absorbed. Yes. Everything's about him. Yes. But nothing's about him. Yes. But also. (laughs) You said it perfectly. You're not even done. I'm not done either. That's what I would say too. He's a moron because, like, they – so he, like his Sentai counterpart, has trouble becoming a ranger at first. But in the Sentai, it worked because his Sentai character, like, it, it had something to do with courage. And we'll know that more when we uh, talk about the Maji Ranger. It makes more sense in Maji Ranger. And Anthony – Wasn't Maji yellow – wasn't Maji red the youngest of them all? Yes, he's yeah, the youngest. Yeah. Okay, okay, that but explains it, it then. In Nick's case, he just doesn't believe in magic. And it's like, okay, dude. You saw this old woman yeah, pay transform pay attention. into a Power Ranger. <laughs> you literally you saw, saw your mother turn into a Ranger. What more you do you saw, need? Right. You saw one guy summon roots out of nowhere. You saw another guy spew lightning out of nowhere. You saw a woman, you know, you saw a woman bring up water, and you saw her sister summon wind. How do you not believe in magic? My arms are all divine. His case, if he said, I don't believe I can can use magic, that would have been more, made more sense. But like, no, they was like, oh, I don't believe magic. It's like, yeah. Yeah, why did make it sound, make it so bone dead? Like, that's just, yeah. It's just weird, but. Well, I don't know. To continue my little rant on Nick, he. Oh, I have to one more thing, Riz, before you go free start. Okay. The fact that people have to always pep talk him annoy me the most. My boy Xander had pep talk him. Madison had pep talk him. Freaking uh, Chip. I, no, I don't think Chip, no. It was Vita. Vita had, 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 had to talk. Yeah, had to do the same thing. Now, I will say. Up all those characters just reminded me how much better the rest of the cast is than Nick, too. <laughs> okay. I know this is not a popular opinion among our group, but I think Xander would have been a Perfect red for that season. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I told him that too when I, when I, when I watched my uh, interview him. So this is a popular opinion. I thought y'all would disagree with me. No, Xander's I mean, the best Mystic Force Ranger. I don't know about him being red, but I would have been fine with like it just being one of those cases where red's not the leader and Xander is the leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I would refer him as red either, either way, so... Because, like, there is one episode, it's the episode after Daggeron joins, where, for whatever reason, Xander leads the more. Like, he's the one standing in front saying, ready, and all that. Like, it looks so much more natural, and they look so much better as a team just with Xander leading the morph like that. Yeah. Yeah, give me one second. I'll, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to be here. I just need to just turn my mic off for a second. 
Okay. But, you know, what's funny, like, Anthony mentioned how uh, he was interviewing Richard, whatever his last name is. Like, you know, Anthony said that Xander should have been the leader, and Richard was always, you know, I think Nick was doing okay, but it was completely different when I interviewed Angie Diaz, who played Vita. I actually said to her, I think Vita would be a better leader than Nick. And she actually said, uh, hell yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, Vita would have been a better leader than Nick, in all honesty. Okay. Any one of them could have been a better leader than Nick. Okay. Chip would have been a better leader than Nick. Yeah. And I don't really... I don't know how I feel about Chip. I have to go rewatch Mystic Force to remember what I feel about him. He was more or less just your. He's like a he's like a LARP guy, like a, a like a LARP guy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I have a soft spot for Chip. I'm gonna yeah, it's cool him. though. So, I I think we can safely move on to Casey now, right? Because we don't have to talk about the next one because that's a very obvious. Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't we need to? to we, we need to we need to the, the memes. I just want to say one other thing about Nick. Well, two more things. One, it's a disgrace how he wears that suit because the Mystic Four suits are some of my best suits ever. He does not deserve to wear a suit that awesome. Yeah. And two, I can't wait until we review Maji Ranger because I think Kai is a much better character than Nick ever was. I put, I put Kai as a B tier, Miss uh, Red. Would you agree with that, Anthony? Maybe B tier? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, much better than Nick. Okay, now now we can okay. we gotta talk, talk about him. About Mac. We have to talk about Mac. He's worse than Nick. The computer the computer? The computer? <laughs> we we for all the word terrible things that we just said about Nick, Mac is worse than Nick. Alright, let's talk Mac is ev- no Mac is everything that's wrong with the overdrive cast. He yeah. he's I mean in in theory, he's like in his twenties. He's like five year old. Like I said, whiny. That's that's the entire overdrive cast. <laughs> and they don't even try to make a case. Like, okay, I know that we don't know he's an android at first, but I don't even think the first episode makes a case on why he deserves to be a ranger. Because okay, if if I want to be a jerk and point out like. Technically, aside from maybe Rose, I don't think any of these people have professions that made them ideally rangers. But no, from an, from an outside perspective, okay, Dax, Dax is a stunt fighter, so he knows some martial arts. Ronnie can, you know, drive fast cars and all that. Rose is a genius, and Will knows how to break into things. But what what use does Mac have for this team? But that he wasn't even supposed to be the red. See, I love how he became the red in the show because it makes me angry. My dad is getting beat up by monsters and he dropped a morpher. So instead of saving him, I'm going to hijack this thing and morph just to spite him. What a dick. <laughs> and then do it in a, in a stupid slow motion way. It's right. <laughs> and it makes me... <laughs> And it makes me even angrier by the fact like, – I, I know how I just said that Nick's Sentai counterpart is a B-tier red. Max Sentai counterpart, in my opinion, is an A-tier red. Like, he's 
what he's like a Carter Grayson level red. Like he is a great character. Like may, maybe a pet. He's very similar to Marvelous. That's why I think Riz will like him. But who are we talking about? Because these are really similar. Bokeh. Max Tintype. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is great red. Like I a, zoned out for a minute, and I'm hearing y'all talk about Go Kart Red, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, like, we, we, well, Riz has actually seen him because remember he was in uh, Go Kart exactly. episode. Yeah, and and even Patrick, like you watched like a handful of Bokinger episodes early on, and you said that you liked them okay. Yeah, just just five, so I just got a taste of what everybody was like. But yeah, I like I like his first impressions of him were really strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mac is just, like, this is like, adapt, like, like, I would honestly say that, like, imagine if, like, Carter Grayson is uh, a Sentai Red Ranger. Like, imagine if, like, you know, Carter Grayson is the original Red Ranger, and then they adapt him with a character like Nick. Like, that's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. They kind of did the opposite effect. Okay, so, going back to Decoration of SBD, SBD. They did the exact opposite of what they did for that because I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Bond is some of the most in, annoying characters in um, yeah, Deck Ranger. I don't like him. He's loud, knocks annoying. He almost gives freaking uh, John a run for his money. And I, I'm, no, Riz, I'm gonna be like, Riz, I'm guarantee you when you if you ever watch Deck Ranger, you will you will be like, oh my god, he really is annoying. That reminds me. Were we thinking of annoying? Should we do Decker Ranger? Uh, Decker Red from uh, Decker Ranger. Should we do Decker Ranger? Because I don't want to just, I don't want to destroy Riz's blood pressure by making him watch another John. No, 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 don't, please, let's not do that. Because I'm, because I'm going to rant alongside him. I'm going to be a little bit worse because I'm actually going to, like, say more, more than he does. No, you can't that was the, the, the case in general. Okay. SPD was just an mm-hmm. overall up. All right, over we're canceling time range. We're going to Deca Ranger next. Oh, oh man, see what you did. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. No, we need to watch something good for the sake of all of our yeah, people. Yeah. But, but to go back to Mac, like you know, here's another problem that I have with you know the whole thing. Like they want us to feel sympathetic for Mac after he finds out that he's a robot and he he starts treating Hartford like a jerk because Hartford never told him, to which I just say, okay, dude, what difference would it have made if Hartford told you? Because, like, Hartford still made you. He gave you life. He treated you like a son. And he allowed you to become a ranger. Like, you've you've spent your whole life being sheltered in his house, just lined around reading books. Like, do you not realize how privileged your life is? Oh, so you're a robot. Boo hoo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. go be suicidal now. <laughs> oh, <God>. Right, <laughs> Jesus. Good grief, man. Like yeah, Vulcan that. Red. Vulcan Red had that one moment where he tried to do it, but it was a noble act. Like he was doing it out of sacrifice as, like, a legitimate sacrifice, like, we've seen several Power Ranger characters do. Like, when he, like, it's that episode where Max was ready to, like, blow up the Megazord to take out the Fear Cats. Honestly, when Vulcan Red does it, I feel he wants to do it for the sake of the world. Like, he wants to save his teammates. But in Max's case, I never got any hint that he was doing it out of nobility. I thought that, like, he just thinks, life sucks. I'm going to blow up the Megazord now. I'm not even alive, so what does it matter what happens to me? Well, he just yeah. like he, he 
And there was like legit, like, at, at, I think the same episode, he, I think the next episode or the episode during when he finds out he's a, he's a robot, he literally goes like Lincoln Park and just like on like, like this fucking <laughs> roll outfit. I know y'all remember this. I was like, what is wrong with this dude? This one, folks, this Lincoln Park for, for a few minutes, you'll be alright. Hate overdrive so much. <laughs> it's like I know people will try to say that Mac is one of the like I think his character arc is great and maybe it's just his actor's bad acting and him like not really managing to have us resonate with him, but like I don't know, if he was played by a different actor and maybe they wrote him a bit differently, his character arc could work, but Yeah, because he, he, I genuinely like the I genuinely like the the idea behind what they did with Max's character of him, you know, they 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 admitted that he was an android the whole time and that was why some things were a little bit wonky with him. But man, they they handled it so bad. Yeah. You like the Pinocchio story? Honestly, yeah, I like the con. I liked it in concept, but in execution, they just screwed it up. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious now if. If they didn't go the route of him being a robot, and he they and they found oh he's an alien actually, what 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 would y'all feel if he was not a robot? Yeah, but I don't yeah, I feel like that would that wouldn't have been any better. No, it been the same problem. Yeah, I'm just curious. I don't think it was better. No, I just want to see what y'all say. The problem here is not that he's a robot, not that he's an alien. That he's the written problem written. is that he's whining about yeah. not knowing what he is. Yeah. And then the fact that they quit so easily. Oh my god, yes. But I will say, when they did all quit for the crossover, the Mac was the guys right here. They replaced Yeah. Wait, is that a. Yeah, yeah I got this shirt from. You got this shirt from. Uh, that's pretty cool. From um, Promorphicon, actually. Dude, that's awesome. I want, yeah, that's an awesome shirt. I can uh, link to it because like, I literally got it at the convention. I'm not oh, making man, I'm right. Right. I, I, I should have gotten one then. Dang it. I would have gotten one if I was there. No, but even if we just go, even if we remove the once a ranger, like, Matt quit by himself when in that one episode where uh, the team gets trapped under ice, like, he just, he gives the morpher to Harford and says that he quits, which is, like, and that's just so annoying because, like, like it literally just comes off, like, you know, a couple of episodes ago. Dad, can I please be a ranger? Please? No. Please? No. Please? No. Please! Okay, fine. Here's the morpher. Just be a ranger. Two episodes later. Dad, I left the team and I can't drive this Zord. I quit. No, you march right back to that Zord and fight and it. Or so God help me, I will drown you and take away your allowance for a week. That's what I, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. The characters are like three-year-olds. They are. Or the case of Will, a professional thief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was handled better in the... And it was handled better in the Bokinger episode, because the plot is basically the same, but, like, Boken Red doesn't quit. He just needs to... He just, you know, doubts himself for a little bit, but then he goes for it anyway. With, and, you know, he – and we actually find out after he saves the Bokengers that they were already confident that he would save them. Yeah, the, but, poor, the poor guy was dealing with survivor's guilt, for God's sakes. 
But in the case of the Overdrive Rangers, like Harper tells them, well, the Rangers are confident that they'll save you. Look how calm they are. And it's like, yeah, you put faith in this guy who immediately just goes to the base and hands the morpher into Harper. That guy is so trustful. Can you imagine if they actually seen that? They'd be like, is it serious? Well, we're boned. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need y'all to hand my heart for the morpher because we can't deal with this guy. <laughs> okay, I need to move on from Mac before I do move a circuits. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Casey, I'm gonna help you all out here. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we're in agreement on this. I put him ahead of Carter, but he's still an S tier. I would argue that they're both. It's kind of like leaning like. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like it's like this for me. I, I like both of them. So. Yeah. And Jack, I'll give you that. Yeah, he is. Okay, so I'll be honest with y'all. Before I rewatched Jungle Fury this year for the season, I will not name. Um, I didn't have a very high opinion of Casey the first time I watched it. Where would I you have Casey, put him before? Honestly, B or C. Like, he was oh, kind wow. of average to me the first time I watched it. Like, I, I I didn't remember a lot of his character, his growth, or anything the first time. So I was like, Casey's an average red. I'm not really worried about it. No big deal. But then y'all started talking him up, and I was like, what am I forgetting? And then I watched it. I was like, dude, he's in the Holy Trinity of the top three best reds of all time, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I just think Casey is an incredible character, but I extremely misjudged and I regret it. Yeah, he just has the best character growth. He uh, like, and it feels very natural. And he, okay, so he does the entire. I'm not ready to be a red. I'm not ready to be a leader thing better than Nick and Mac. Yes. Yes. Because he goes through this arc of, I can't be the leader because I have the least amount of experience. I can't be the leader because RJ is way better than me. That's facts. Um, <laughs> and like, he just, he goes through so much development to finally get the courage at the end to be the leader we all needed him to be. And it's so, fulfilling to me seeing him come back in Megaforce with that confidence to teach the uh, Megaforce cast what to do. It's like so, finally he gets to be the be the, the teacher instead of being the student. Yeah. And the, the only thing I wish they would have they, they touch upon this mainly just at the end. I wish that it was touched upon in other episodes. I wish that they emphasized more that he feels guilty that Jared got pissed by Daishi because if he hadn't been selected with Theo and uh, Lily, then Jared wouldn't have gotten mad and gotten possessed. I- I'm glad that they did that at the end. I just wish that that was like a recurring thing that maybe was emphasized. So they emphasize his rivalry with Jared a little bit. But that's just a minor nitpick. Yeah, that's that's a can- very common issue across all the seasons, though. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle the awkward confrontation of your own internal feelings. Yeah. Like, Mighty Morphin was, in my opinion, 
really bad at understanding how to deal with Tommy becoming a good guy and the team's being like, oh my god, friendship bracelet, let's go. And it continues, like, every now and then you have a case where the team goes through something and they regret it. Except for Overdrive. They don't even know that they have to regret it because they're they're just that bad. Well... And I think it's because it's a kid's show and they're scared to go to heavier items like that. Mm-hmm. But that's just a nitpick. I mean, even if I yeah. keep that, I mean, he's still an S tier, in my opinion. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, even, like, I know that this is going to trigger Riz in some way, but even comparing him to his Sentai counterpart, like, look at the difference in how they handle it, because they both came into the, into the teams as inexperienced. But it felt like how they handled Jean was he just instantly picked up on stuff. It didn't feel natural. When Casey, they had him go through, like, training montages. He was a quick learner still, but they still showed him having to go through the the follies. Remember that scene where Theo was teaching him how to use the nunchuck, Mm -hmm. and he was, like, hit himself on the head and everything, but then he slowly got used to it. But Jean really yeah, his progression to being a master felt real. Mm-hmm. And okay, so that's just that's just something Jungle Fear did better than Geki Ranger in general. But it really helped with Casey. It's one of the many things that Jungle Fear did better than Geki Ranger. Yeah, but it helps with Casey because he's the surrogate character. He's the guy who we basically follow his journey primarily. So. Yeah. Seeing so, him go through these trials and tribulations of getting better and better, and then that final scene where he walks into Daichi's palace and beats the snot out of him was so satisfying because, like, yeah. man, he's come a long way, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so to kind of go off of what you're saying, you're 100% correct. Mm-hmm. At the core, without any of the storytelling, Casey and Don are our inside view Mm-hmm. To a world we're not really aware of. Mm-hmm. Like, we had never seen Paiswa before Jungle Fear. We had never seen... The Order of the Claw. Whatever the hell they called it in Gekka yeah. Ranger. Jukin. Jukin, walkie walkie. But so here's the thing. You're right. Casey went through the montage and he learned. John, on the other hand... He wanted everything handed to him immediately because he's a two-year-old and he's in that id complex of mm-hmm. I want, I want, I want, but I won't give you anything back to earn it. He didn't even earn getting the power up. He quit before he even began, but they gave it to him anyway because they felt bad for a poor kid. That's the yeah. epitome of worst character. While Casey unlocked Jungle Master Mode by... Refusing to give up against Jared slash yeah, Jared. and yeah. oh man, man, the Jungle Master Mode first appearance was so much better than the Super Geki. Yeah, yeah. it's not even funny. I mean, I I wish that the, I, I mean, I wish that the like them facing their fears in the spirit world. Like, I would have liked if it was a deeper thing. Like, maybe Casey's fear isn't a monster in his closet. It's yeah. more, him being mm-hmm. afraid that his inabilities as a leader is going to screw the team up or something. But it's a minor nitpick. I mean, it still ultimately gets the job done, so I'm not going to complain much about it. Mm -hmm. 
So I have nothing else to add on Casey, but Scott is the next one up. I mean, all I'm going to say when this one last thing with Casey, okay. like, if what I was saying with, like, Matt DeBoken Red, it's basically vice versa. Like, imagine if Casey was Geki Red and John was the Red Jungle Fury Ranger. Like, it's that bad of, like, a downgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, going yeah, back to what we said, going back to what we said when we were doing our Geki Ranger review, just put the, the Jungle Fury Rangers in the Geki Ranger story and we'd have a perfect show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we can move on to Scott now. Cool. Um, he's got a D for me, honestly. Another against him, but he's just D. Like, I'm just like, that's I that's have way worse than I expected. <laughs> I have my problems with Scott as a character, also, but no, I'd put him at B at worst. I was gonna say potentially C. Actually, no. Let me. Actually, no, no, no. Let me go back because I remember the stuff with his dad. I'll rank him B. Yeah, I'll just give him like a low two B. Yeah, nice. I said this um, in our Black History review thing. Uh, Scott reminds me a lot of Faramir from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like he's someone who constantly had to deal with being in the shadow of his older brother, who was constantly favored by his father, and his older brother died. Yeah, I watched that, by the way. I watched all the yeah. movies again. It was fantastic. Yeah, now I'm not comparing Colonel Truman to Denethor, because Denethor is a horrible, disgusting human being who I've loved to death. But, um, but with that said, like, I feel like that's why I think Scott's character, I mean, he doesn't really, I can't relate to it that much, because, I mean, I didn't have that type of relationship with my parents, but... It's a thing that I think people could just naturally resonate where you want to be accepted by your father. And I think that episode where he, where he, um, is given a medal from his father, but he ultimately gives it back. Like, I think that was a perfect way to just wrap up his character arc where he finally gets that acceptance. And that was all that he needed, but he still gives the medal back because he kind of, he was selfish. I think that was pretty good character development for him. Yeah, and I like how it affected him. Not just it wasn't just like a, a sh- like a tell don't show thing. Scott yeah. actively had moments where he was reckless, trying to prove himself to Colonel Truman, almost like out of desperation, and yeah. it got him in trouble a lot. Um, yeah. But then he he worked through that over time and just let it naturally happen. Like his. He has a very unique character arc in the series, but then again, that chalked it up to RPM being a little bit more daring when it comes to storytelling and everything. But yeah, I Scott is one of those characters that's grown on me a lot over the years, and I, I think it's because I've, I've been I'm very sour on RPM. I'm, I'm not as big of a fan yeah. of it as most people is, mm-hmm. but Scott's really grown for me a lot because. The more I think about his story, the more I think that his story arc is actually really, really deep for a Power Rangers character. I think that's the same for all the characters in RPM, though. Yeah. And I, uh, so I have a lot I mean, of. I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give Dylan and Tanaya crap for it, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll say this. I have trouble ranking Scott. Between C and A, like, he falls, 
somewhere in that range, depending on where in RPM we're talking about. Like, I definitely didn't like Scott at certain points of the season, but there are points where I'm like, oh, Scott actually had some really good moments, like with his dad, for example. I thought that was A-tier quality, but the rest of the time, he was just kind of there. Well, to his credit, he came up with the idea on how to defeat Vengex. Yeah. I think the problem with Scott, and it's going back to kind of bouncing off what Riz said, the story of RPM really focused around Dylan and Tanaya. So Scott yeah. never really got like a main spotlight role when he probably should have, and see, in all honesty. And see, my problem is I'm uncomfortable putting him on the same tier as Jason or Leo. Okay, fair. I can't, I can't justify that tier. I'm more comfortable putting him on a tier with Tommy and Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, at least a C. I, yeah, I would say at least maybe a C. Obviously, he's above. E- either Rocky. he goes on C, in my opinion, or we reevaluate our B list. I would move. Jason and Shane down and then put him above Leo and B tier. I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's fair. Also, Patrick and uh, Anthony, since you've seen Go Andre, would you say that Sosuke is a better character? Ooh. Hmm. Um, I mean, Sosuke is a fun character. He is a fun character. Is like. He, he has times where he's just like, oh my god, you're, you're kind of annoying, dude. But I don't hate him, though. How did that look? I, I think that's fine. Yeah. See, man, that's that's weird because RPM's characters were bizarre in the fact that the story was a lot darker than the characters themselves were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they were jokey at first, and then they kind of adapted as they went along, but they still kept like their goofy charm. Um, I don't know. I think they're both good characters. I'd probably put Scott maybe slightly above him, but yeah, I think there's not really a, there's not really a right or wrong with them. Who are we putting Scott above? Uh, that but it's time to go on right. Go on right. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, carry on. I don't know anything about that. I can't wait till we do go on Go on such, <laughs> such an underrated Sentai man. It really is. is man. <laughs> okay, what do? What do we want to do with Jason, guys? F, 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 F. Yeah. But don't being put him up. Counter, being the don't. counterpart to my favorite. Oh, no. He's, 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 he's. Sentai he's, Red. He's a bull. It takes me. These, these two clowns right here. So I'm, I'll give yeah. that. Yeah. Don't put him above, don't put him behind Mac or Nick. No. God, I, no. I, I want to pause here for a second and talk about this before we do it, though. I have a case for him being a very low D tier. I mean, I'm gonna hear you out first. I'm gonna hear you out first too, even though I'm not. I don't agree with it. I, I think Zayden is just poorly written. I don't yeah, think. We, I don't we think. This. But okay, Zayden is poorly written, and the same way Cole was poorly written. And the way Oracle wasn't even written at all. I never got 
angry and wanted to punch the screen when I saw Jaden on camera. I did. I mean, here's I mean, here's here's my biggest issue with Jaden and why I think F tier is reasonable for him, and it's it's mostly just the fault of Samurai's approach to adapting Shinkenger, where they took away his importance. Yep. Because they took away the Lord concept in Samurai, so him being written as more important didn't make any sense. And then when Lawrence showed up, him leaving was just Jaden being a complete dipwad instead of yeah. him being kicked out like Tagaru was. So he he was very punchable in that moment because there's yep. no reason for you to leave. I would argue that he's the most inconsistent, like, yes. character yeah. in Power Rangers. Because here's the problem, like, be, like they may, because they want this appeal to kids and they want to, like, you know, preach, you know, messages about, like, teamwork and working together, they make Jaden constantly talk about how we need to work as a team and, you know, we're great, we can do this together. But then they go and they copy all of the big character moments of Takaru being a loner, and it, it works with Takeru because that's just who he is, and that's how they've been writing him, but it doesn't work with Jaden. And nowhere is it more perfectly emphasized than in the first episode where they're using the Sentai footage. Jaden says, guys, we can do this together. Okay, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna charge in by myself. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> Samurai's biggest so, downfall was trying to copy Shin Kenjir. And failing. And le- and leaving out the most important detail that made Shin Kenjir what it was. And yeah. Jaden suffers hard because of it. Yeah. I will say, I will make the argument here for highest possible ranking with an F tier for Jaden. Looking at the remaining reds that we have to go through. I, I mean, if you wanted to put him in low B, I wouldn't be against it. But no, but I, I just want to distinguish that. I think of the Fs that we're going to be assigning from here on out, he's the best of them. He's the best of the Fs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't even agree I, to say I, that. That's, that's all I'm saying, is that he's the very lowest of the D, but he's the highest of the F. Okay, that's yeah, fair. I can agree with that. And on a side note, he has a very creepy smile. Like, please don't look directly at me. He does have a creepy smile. Every time we talk about Jaden, I have to go back to that time where he showed the Mega Force, and he did that smile, and he did that dramatic zoom in on his face with that smile. I was watching that episode live, and me and my brother literally screamed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That moment is burned into my head, and I hate it. Yeah, I just saw my head just now. Now here's a hard one for me, Lauren. I want to rank, but I think we should. Yeah, we should. We should. Where I want to put her is the problem. I would say the lowest or low B in my. I would say say low B. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I want low B for her. Lauren was genuinely a good character. Yeah, and I mean. And not only that, but, like, they give her, like... Okay, yeah, I like how Riz just... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Riz just took the next person and just put him in Oh, Matt, yeah, Troy. I agree. Uh, 
The blandest, boring the, Red Ranger the, I've ever seen yeah, in my like, life. The personal vendetta of being his favorite Sentai Rangers counterpart. Just jam him in the trash can. <laughs> trash. Where you belong. <laughs> but uh, I think we can form the Megazord. Shut up, Troy. <laughs> we just shut up Troy like, like, like a Sin did for Shut Up Dex. Yeah. Like, with Lauren, she's just a copy of Karu, but it actually works. And we all thought that Karu was a good character. See, the weird thing about Lauren is that she's not really an adaptation of Karu. She's, she's her own thing. And which why that's I think why she's she works so well. That's what she's great. And plus, like, the actress who plays her was fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's the best actor on the show, par none. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's also the one that has, like, Current acting in her portfolio even now. Yeah. Yeah. She's acting today, so. Maybe Hector well, has some new stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, but Hector was really cool to listen to Ranger Stop Atlanta. What's yeah, up? Hector's an amazing person. I love talking to Hector. I just think. Okay, you remember that? Remember at Ranger Stop Nate? You said Overdrive didn't deserve ties on. I agree with that. Samurai did not deserve Hector's presence. Nope, nope show didn't. But I'm glad he was there. And this is not related to the Reds, but I still want to tell the story because I think it's really heartwarming. Okay, yeah. Who's Hector? Yeah, we were gonna Who's Hector? Is this Antonio's Mike. actor? Mike. Oh, Mike. Mike. Okay, okay. Green. Yeah. So it's a really heartwarming moment. I don't even know if I told you about it, Nate. I might have not. But... They had a dance party on Saturday night, and a lot of the Ranger actors had joined the dance party, and they were out getting their dance on with the fans. It was kind of fun. And you see Hector really letting loose and just having a good old time. Yeah, he kind of did that yeah. at the uh, the little – they had, like, an Angel Grove prom thing at the Power Mobile yeah. prom. I know uh, Nate didn't go because, like, I think it was, like – at night or whatever, I decided to go because I wanted to dance, so it was fun. So, Hector stopped dancing when he saw um, a family approaching him. And I, I'm guessing, I don't have all the context here, because I didn't see the interactions that led up to it late, earlier in the day, but I'm, I'm guessing he recognized the family because he stopped dancing to go talk to the family, and he immediately bent down to hug the little girls. He couldn't have been more than, like, five or maybe six years old. And C hugged him so tight. <laughs> and it's heartwarming to me to see, even though we don't like these Neo-Saban characters nearly as much as the OGs, but it's heartwarming to see the connection that the younger generation has formed with them. And Hector was such a good influence on her because as soon as uh, they let go of the hug, he said, okay, now you have to do a very important job for me. You have to turn around and give your dad the biggest hug in the world for Father's Day because Father's Day is in the morning. And she turned around for him, gave her dad the biggest hug in the world. They did their hug. They said their goodbyes. And that was the sweetest moment of Ranger Stop. Yeah, that was wow. I mean, isn't that what it's all about for these guys? It is. But Mm -hmm. the problem is, a lot of the time when you go to this kind of con, you you have to think, this isn't 
a fan event for the actors. This is a way to supplement their income. Because you got to remember, what even especially in the current climate we have with the writer strike and the screen actors um, strike ongoing, um, a lot of these actors that we grew up watching, like Austin St. John, uh, Christopher Kamen Lee, uh, all of them really, except for, um, crap, what's her name? RPM Yellow. Uh, Rose yeah. McKeever. Yeah, Rose McKeever. Except for like Rose McKeever caliber actors, these guys rely on the cons to make their living when they're not doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's nice when you can see that they're not just money hungry and that they're actually here for the fans. And by and far, the majority of the people at Ranger Stop this year with me and Nate were there for the love of the fans while making a couple of dollars. There was a couple of actors who I despised after meeting them, but that's that's really? a story. We'll talk about this offline, but yeah, there's one actor I couldn't stand after meeting him. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, Nate. Yeah, yeah, we have to talk about that when we get done. Because uh, I don't want to put any any actors on blast. It's not my thing. But let's just say one actor left a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I know exactly who it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all that to say, I think Jaden is high F, low D. Yeah. And I think Hector is one of the best people to represent our franchise. Yep. I mean, okay. there's, so another, there's, another, there's another story that I could tell, but I'll wait till we get to the black and green thing, because Riz knows the story I'm going to tell, but I'll wait till that. Okay. Where he took something from a certain oh, place. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'll tell that story in another podcast. We're going to uh, save that for when we get him on, the, on camera to do an interview yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what's uh I mean, do we want to talk about the guy who Riz just like preemptively put in the F tier? Yeah. Speaking of like I wanna talk I wanna bring up something for him first before we, we go delve into him. We were talking about how they how the actors are themselves. Andrew Gray is hilarious. Andrew Gray is amazing. He is. Yeah, he's he is such a funny dude. I've seen him in all these interviews and stuff off screen. He, he even admitted that he hated the script for Megaforce, and he wanted it to be something like more. So, I'm not. Yeah. I can't fault and I can't fault Andrew Gray for. No, I don't this. fault and Andrew Troy Gray for is anything. Such, such a boring piece of crap character. I mean, I and it's how they written him. Like, why would you yeah. write his character so bland and generic and have him talking in a monotone voice like this? You like, saying tears? Like the Megaforce cast. Like it's it's to the point where like where I mean. I've been telling you guys that, like, I'm writing my own little, like, reversion of Megaforce. Like, I'm using the same cast. Like, I still have Andrew Gray mm-hmm. as Troy. I still have Ciara Hanna as Gia. Yeah, of course. But, um, <laughs> like, so. I never mean, disrespect the goddess. So, <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people who like to hate on Andrew Gray. He doesn't deserve that hate. And I want to give a, and I want to, uh, 
voice appreciation for a Ryota Ozawa who played Marvelous. He actually defended Andrew Gray on Twitter. I have to read Did he really? That. Yeah. He did. Wow. That's cool. I love it when hentai actors and Power Rangers actors show admiration for one another. It's 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 so fun when that happens. It is. And you know, to kind of go off of what Nate said, me and Nate have met okay, I know for a fact the two of us have at least met three of the six Rangers from Mega Force. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing but positives about them. Obviously I will never say anything against Sierra because that's my wife. Obviously. Um but Christina Masterson and John Laddermilk. John Laddermilk. His last name. I don't know how to say it. Laddermilk. Um, they were such a nice group. Um, Sierra gave a, gave me a big hug, and we talked for like the longest time about her other projects she works on. And Christina was so nice and sweet. John was cool. We I didn't really interact with him as much as I wanted to. That's one of my regrets leaving Ranger Stop, but he was definitely still a cool guy in the interview room that we had with him. So I do want to say before we get into that that these guys are a really tight knit family of Rangers, and I like it because if you look at social media and the con the cons and all that, you're gonna see Mighty Morphin. Uh, the Zordon era in general in space. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see Time Force. You're going to see Mega Force. And you're going to see Beast Morpher. And you're going to see Dino Fury. Those are the primary teams that are coming out these days in, like, the masses. And they still have that close-knit relationship. Not to say that Lightspeed or, you know... Uh, Wild Force don't have that. I mean, Wild Force definitely had a little bit of that too when I met Zach Goodsman and uh, Jessica Ray. Thank you. I was wanting to say Alyssa, but that's not right. But yeah, I, I just want to say that these are the teams that we see the most at the con. If we see other people, like if we see Mystic Force somewhere, that's a blessing on Earth. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But so we shouldn't badmouth Andrew Gray. But putting that aside, no, I would never badmouth him about the, the but, actor. He he did nothing wrong. It's the character I don't like. <laughs> but putting that all aside, I hated Troy as a character, and here's why. The most obvious reason is he's not marvelous, and he wore a marvelous suit. So screw you, Troy, for thinking you're good enough. <laughs> yeah. If you just wore Alatif too, and we're done with that, that would have been fine. Because guess what? stand where he stood. Alatif is a terrible character. You can have that suit, but not marvelous. He he made Alatif's suit more bearable. Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, you guys know how I feel about those characters. Acting because of the script made it so that. Troy was very wooden, very bland, and very dull, and very monotone. So he'd walk around saying, guys, where's Robo-Knight? You gotta find Robo-Knight. And he'd constantly mention in the first season, I had a dream. 
But then as soon as we get to the stuff that would be relevant to the dream, he stops talking about the dream. <laughs> like, what? And he doesn't mention the dream again until the dream literally happens in front of him. Yeah, it's like, when you mentioned oh, it's happened my dream. When you mentioned his relationship with Robonada, I literally had a flashback to Linkara's reaction to that. Scene where Robo Knight comes back, where let me imagine shooting the wall. Yeah, he he pauses the video, and then he starts laughing, and then he just takes out a gun. He's like, he starts shooting the wall. Yeah, and I mean, also, why did Troy go Super Saiyan? Like, apparently there was. A, supposed to be like a chosen one type of story with him, which I'm going to be using in my own way and my whole thing, but it's kind of a spoiler alert there, but whatever. But, uh, yeah. like, apparently that was what they were going for, but they didn't adapt it. Yeah, because apparently, um, for, I heard this from, I think Lee Carr had said on one of his videos about it, um, apparently that Troy was supposed to be, uh, like a, like a military kid or whatever, and like, uh, his he would move from place to place or whatever. You would never stay in the same same spot. Hence why he's in uh, what's the name of the town again? Harwood County. Harwood County. County, I think yeah. Yeah, and um, he was gonna live with his uncle or something like that. I think his uncle or sister or whatever. And um, he was gonna have a whole relationship with him and just trying to figure out like his BBI place or whatever. So the moment when he gets picked to be the Red Ranger. He's like, I'm no, I'm not a leader. I'm kind of like new here. I don't know anybody. I'm not like leader material because I, I'm, I'm never in the same spot, time. So, yeah, we want this character a lot to be if they had kept it in there. But no, the writer was like, no, nah, we, we we're gonna make him bland and boring and just have him just do dreams every once in a while. That's it. And Nothing I, else. I, I, no. And I mean, he's so bad that, like, that, that episode where Casey is in and Super Mega Force, like, it's a great episode, but he kind of bogs it down with his old never let go of your weapon. That's the most funniest <laughs> meme we've ever made. <laughs> that was let me there used to be, yeah, there, yeah, I was there used to be this uh, group that I followed on Facebook called Dan's Toku Rants. And I did after too, yeah. that episode aired, they changed their page banner to the to uh, Elsa from Frozen throwing the so the sabers into the air, saying "Let it go." And the profile picture was Troy looking up at her with a stupid look. It was hilarious. I remember that. And then I recreated it for our Otaku Sentai Digital Ranger YouTube page. Yeah, you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Oh, good Bottom line is, Troy may not be as bad as Nick and Mac, but he's still pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, moving on to Tyler, I'm very curious of where y'all are going to rank him. A. I don't rank him either. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I would I say A or B. A or B. I, the lowest I put him is, is, the lowest I put him is ahead of Leo in the B tier. Yeah. So the highest B. He's not a bad character by no yeah. means. The only problem with him is that he doesn't really develop later on, like, as far as, like, his full, I guess, development goes. You know what I'm saying? He does meet his dad eventually, but nothing really happens after that. That's why I put him in B tier. And the other reason is a bit more selfish, 
because I know who's coming and I don't want to put, <laughs> I don't want to have Tyler on the same row as these other two amazing characters. Yeah. Because while Tyler's an amazing red, he's, he's got nothing on these guys. Wait, who's on? Wait, 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 are you talking about, no, I never, okay, never mind. I'm thinking like, wait, two other guys, but there's only three left. Like, <laughs> four. Because <laughs> I'm also counting, uh, Dakar and Montgomery, the, the 2017 movie Red. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, but no, there's, you don't uh, think Troy is on par with Connor and TJ, is that what you're saying? I don't think Tyler's on par with Connor and TJ. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like him just, I mean, I loved his adventurous personality. I, no, Tyler's like, a fantastic like, red. And it's like we were saying earlier, Leo is a fantastic red for the most part. Lauren's an amazing red for the most part. It's just, the ex, they didn't go the extra mile to be in A tier, and they didn't go the amazing distance to be in S tier. I see what you mean. I, th- I, think, I yeah, I think I'm a, I think I might be a little bit more biased towards Tyler because I don't like his Sentai counterpart very much, and I thought he was just a better version of King. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like King very much. <laughs> King, King's an acquired taste. Yeah, he's an acquired taste. I like him. I mean, he's not, he's, he's not a like, bad character. I just don't like how they basically god modded him and Choyujer. Yeah. Yeah, funny and, you and, that, because his actor has actually gotten a little big in Japan, and my wife cannot stand his actor. Dang. <laughs> but uh, so, even Tyler's actor, I forgot his name. Um, um, Brennan, Brennan Mejia. There you yeah. go. Oh, yeah, like being hard He's he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Just watching Tyler was fun because he got into it and he made the most of what he had going for him. After the, the garbage that we got from Troy, he was a like a blessing in disguise. The, oh yeah. About the Dinosaurs cast. Brennan Brennan was his name? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brennan and uh Coda's actor. Yoshi, Yoshi Sadarsa. Yoshi Sadarsa, yeah. yeah, thank you. They are both Sentai fanatics. They're also humongous yeah. nerds. Yes. So they put their oh, heart yeah. and soul into this performance mm-hmm. because to them it wasn't a gig. To them, it was a dream come true. It's like dream come, yeah, it's a dream come true, yeah. yeah. And, it's and it made of, them both fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. They're a lot of fun to watch. I, I will never say... Tyler's a bad ranger. He's an average ranger. He's not average. He's a good red, but I just cannot put him on the same level as TJ or Connor. Okay. I think that's uh, acceptable. Um, yeah, he's top of B tier then. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would put him over Leo for sure. Yes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Tyler's actor do stunt work for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, he did. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, oh yeah, that, that, and his own stunts too. That's that's amazing. He does his own stunts. Most stunts you saw him. Yeah, if you look like, like, on social thing. media, he is he is a very into fitness, and he keeps himself in good shape. And he is delayed. Yes, dude. He, too. Him, Yoshi, and 
what's her name? The pink from Ninja Steel. They are insanely. Oh, you talking about Sarah's actress? Yeah. yeah. Christy. Yeah, Christy. They are on something. Yeah. They, hey, it's already yeah. A. I think it's the same thing. It's already A, I think. Dude, those guys are in amazing shape. Just sucks that he wasn't the stunt double for Obi Wan. He was the stunt double for what was that guy's name? Haja, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I can't comment on Brody because I haven't seen I him can. all the way through. So you guys can call Brody a D tier. He's just he, he's a D tier character. He's a D tier. He's not as bad as um, Cole, but like he's just he's so plainly average. He's not even funny. And they try to make him, like, interesting because, think about it, this kid, this guy, has literally been kidnapped in space by a, essentially he's like a wrestling, I guess, champion or whatever, for like 10 plus years, doing all kinds of things for this man. He takes it on a ship. <laughs> like, he's he, he basically is like a slave driver for this guy, basically. He, Bops the floors for him. I don't know what he's doing, honestly. He could have just, he could have been tortured him for all we know. But he, for a guy who's been tortured for 10 years, he seems okay for, for someone who's been through something as dramatic as that. Seeing your family for those y'all. So, him and Troy's characters have a lot in common in a weird way. Yeah. They both don't know how to react to the things going on around them. Exactly. But the difference between Brody and Troy is that Brody at least showed some level of emotion. Like, he mm-hmm. actually was a little emotional when he met his brother Levi. Yep. Did it amount to much? Not really. But Not really. It was still better than what Troy did for us. And then, like, when he... um This is, like, in the first episode. Like, this, like literally, the... No, I think it was the second episode that happened. So when he went back to his family's house, because of course, like the last, the last, of course, the first place he will go is to go back to his family's, um, I guess, house or whatever that's in that farm area. He was emotional because because nobody was there, and yeah. it's valid because you know, like, hey, you you would think, oh, no one's here. Like, he, it's very emotional because no one because he figured no one's somebody would be there. there. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's valid, man. I mean, it's tough, but he he didn't show the impact of what he went through in the season. Definitely not. He yeah. should have been a very damaged human trying to reintegrate into life, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Like he, was, he shouldn't have. Yeah, he was pretty well off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I just. No, Brody belongs in D, at the top of D, but still at D. Yeah, uh, it's, it's honestly not even his fault. It's just how he's written, because, like, yeah. they could have made him a lot more interesting than what he was, but if they just dropped the ball like they always do, and and this had to have been the last Neil Savant era season that we had, so it's like, this it, just kind of just, just sucks. It's like, yeah. So, Devin, if y'all are ready to move on, I am contending Devin belongs in A tier. You think so? I still need to finish season two of Beast Morphers, but from what I know of season... I mean, he's okay, but I don't think he's, like, 
Yeah. I I think he I think he's B at highest. I okay, so my my thinking is he had a really good backstory with his dad. He did the backstory of his dad better than what we got with Scott. That's 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 saying it like because yeah, you're right, definitely right about that. Um he also had immense personality. He didn't want to really be like okay, so he wanted to be the red, like he wanted to be a ranger, but he didn't necessarily care about being the leader, right? Like he was content letting uh, Ravi or uh, Zoe do it until they all realized he was the red and he was the leader. So he went through that interesting journey, like how Connor did with that, because Connor didn't want to be a ranger in the beginning either. Um, I also just like the energy that Rory, the actor, put into him. He was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed his character. And I like how they... It's, I like how they did the whole thing with his dad in season one. I don't know where it goes in season two, but oh, it goes later. Yeah, his relationship with his dad in the first one of like him wanting to impress his dad, but not you know being able to uh, you know, but not being able to tell him he's a ranger. I mean, it's a cliche type of thing, but I thought it was handled pretty good. Like, and it gets I, it gets deeper in season two after what yeah. you've seen. Because I'm going to assume you've watched uh, maybe one or two more episodes after I left your apartment that day. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did. Okay, yeah, but there's a lot of depth to him, like, that relationship as you go further in, I think. I wouldn't say that I I probably would rank Robbie and uh, Nate ahead of him, but... Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, I would rank Zoe and Nate ahead of him. I don't know about Robbie. I'm kind of... Ravi and he's him are kind of on par to me. He's as good. long as we all agree that as long as we all agree that Steel is the best Beast Morphers character. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I love Steel. It's not what happens in the end, though. But it's whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Steel was so Steeler. <laughs> okay, so where do we want to put Devin? B. I would say high B. Like ahead of Tyler? I, I would put him ahead yeah. of Tyler. He's definitely better than yeah. Tyler. Yeah, because he actually had like some to work with. Could we say that he's on par with Connor and TJ though? I I would think I mean, the argument. I don't agree. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go that yeah. far. Okay. 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 So next up is Zato. And What? I was gonna say, you know what? He could be either A or B for me. I know it's shocking, right? I know it's shocking, right? Judgment until mm-hmm. we've seen Cosmic Fury, but like, do we really need to watch Cosmic Fury for this? Because I mean, like, no, because well, because, because there's a new Cosmic Red Ranger. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Amelia's the Red, so this is I, fine. Yeah, that slipped my mind. Sorry about that. Uh, I think I have I, I have no say opinion to, on this because I 
I still haven't finished the whole theory, so I have no opinions on this. Patrick, I'm going to spoil something for you, and I have no regrets because you've had plenty of time. I'll ask you something when we get out when we're done with the recording. Then, okay. So. Um, Zato, in my opinion, belongs in A tier for one simple reason. What's that? The sacrifice at the end of the season two. No yeah. other red has done that. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. n- literally, none of these reds, even the S tier reds have never given their life to end it. Well, okay, to be fair, we've had moments where they, some of them have been willing to give their lives, like when Carl... Willing to, but actually done it. Yeah, yeah, but they tried to, and they just ended up surviving, if you know what I mean. Right, because they're badass, and that's why they're in the S tier, and I'm not even saying to put them in S tier, I'm saying put them in A tier. Yeah, that's right. Like when Carter points the two big weapons at that monster and fires them yeah. at point blank and blows up an entire foe. Right. I mean, I just think Zato belongs in A tier for that one reason alone. Now, I know there are some people out there that don't like Zato because his there's some weak writing moments for him, and I'll agree with you on that. I do agree with that, yeah. But I also think he's heavily redeemed by the ending. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say he's better than Connor or TJ, but he's definitely on that level. Well, I always liked him because I always thought that he was a great, like, I always kind of looked at him as not just a leader, but kind of a, a mentor. Because, yeah. I mean, literally, in, it was either the second or the third episode, he's teaching Amelia and Ollie how to more. Second episode. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like he has all this knowledge of uh of uh what was the name of the planet again? Uh Rathcon, yeah. Um he has all this not like honestly, he is exactly what Maya's character should have been like in a in You know what? I disagree with you on that. Definitely. He has all this knowledge of this alien technology and they don't and it's not like he just forgot about it, like he knows everything about this and so he's not just a leader. He is a mentor, like a much bigger mentor than Solon was, or whatever that robot dinosaur yeah. Solon. Is. Yeah, you said it right. You said it right. Yeah, like he, so that yeah that I would honestly put him in A just simply because he's both effectively a mentor and a leader. If that makes sense. Yeah, you you're right. Do you agree with putting him in an A tier, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with him. I, like I said, I, if, if it was me, I would have put him in B, per se, but I did say A or B, so it's just fine. Yeah. Okay, well, well that wraps up the uh, series proper, then, so... We're well, we got left of the 2017 movie. Which I have not seen in a while, so this is going to be difficult. Um, I, I have a opinion, but I want to hear Patrick's birth. I genuinely thought the 2017 cast was well written for what little they had what time they had to work with them. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put him in, I'd probably put him into the B tier though. Yeah. Because like he's not a bad character. I just wish that we had another movie or two to have him be fleshed out a little bit more because there's a really big foundation yeah. for a very a very good, good take on Jason in there. But, yeah. 
Like we no, would already be on our third or fourth movie by now if they hadn't like you know what the whole thing. Where in the B tier would you put him, though, Pat? Uh, I don't know if I'd say he's better than Leo, but no, he's definitely. in he's in he's in between Scott and Lauren. Yeah, I would say he's above Scott and between him and Leo. I think that's fair. I mean, that's that's good enough. I mean, because he also has a bit of a relationship issue with his dad, and I think it's handled yeah. pretty good. So, so it's handled pretty well. I think yeah. it's handled better than Scott because it's a lot more grounded, and yeah. it makes it a lot more relatable to people than Scott's was. Because how many people are going to have their brother get killed in a robot invasion when your dad is a general? It's like you can't relate to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, I'm gonna wrap this up. Do we want to adjust the ratings here at all? Now, when, when yeah. I say when we say adjust the ratings, this also means is there any red on the board that you can't justify being on the same line as some other red on the board? No, I don't see anybody. No, because I don't see anything either. Yeah. Either. No, I, I, I think everybody is in their right tier, that's for sure. Yeah. So for those who are just listening, uh, so for S tier, in order we have Andros, Wes, Casey, Carter, Jack. Then in A tier, in order we have Connor, TJ, and Zato. B tier, we have Devin, Tyler, Leo, Jason from the 2017 movie, uh, Scott, and Lauren. Then in C, we have Jason... Uh, Tommy, and we're only counting Tommy as a Zia Red. Um, uh, Shane, Rocky, then D, we have Brody, Orico, and Cole. And then finally, to wrap up the worst of the worst in the F, we have Jaden, Troy, Nick, and Mac. Good. <laughs> all of them, all of them belong there. Yeah. I don't argue, argue that at all. So I mean, I'm I sure will... we all have... go ahead, Riz. I was going to say, I will say, this is a lot more fun than I was expecting. And I think we should do this for the other colors down the road. You know what? Yeah. What, though, I'm kind of curious, though. Um, We're going to do about the special cases for some of the Rangers, because, I mean, like. Like, like what? What, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to think. Um, what, like, certain, because there are, there are certain colors that aren't really technically, like, you can. Are you talking about like someone like Hunter Anthony, or you talk about? I'm saying like how we how we dealt like characters who have like a special color that's not technically part of the main. I like, to, ha- I like to handle it the way that I'm doing the Sentai tiers because I have Sentai tiers open on my laptop just to update it every time I finish one of the Sentais. They have um the uh, Go Ride special range, so the Thunder Rangers special range. Okay, yeah. They're ranked like in the same category as like Deca Master or. Uh, Walls yeah. on fire or something. Okay, like that. okay, that's fucking yeah. Yeah, so Eric, yes. the Quantum Ranger, is a sixth ranger, so he'll fall into that category. Yeah. Um, like we wouldn't count Tommy, like Green Tommy and Cam, in the same category as Joel and Trip. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah we should definitely plan to do. We should blue, do blue next, just for the order of the colors. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely agreed. Yeah, but we can no, play. Are doing yellow or green after that? 
I would do yellow after that, okay. me personally, but. Now, one thing. Our, go ahead, Rich. One thing to kind of add on here. It'd be kind of fun to take this tier list later and then reevaluate them all solely on leadership and not under overall qualities as a character. And then include all the leaders, like Delphine and Zan and all them, too. Yeah. But that's that a whole different be, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that after we tier all people up based on color. Yeah. But, yeah, this was our 100th podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Uh, and, yeah, we are definitely now going to do tiering for uh, all the other ones. Um now, uh, next time, uh, after we do uh, our, you know, we're going to be do, moving on to, like, weekly King Oger ones. So we're going to be doing King Oger 22. And then after that, at long last, we're finally going to be wrapping up G-Ranger. Thank the Lord Thank our God. The Lord. Uh, well, we'll be wrapping that up. Uh, we'll let you guys know when we're going to do another tier uh, ranking. We might do it soon if we ever need to, like, you know, just kill some time. Uh, you know, just do a filler podcast, but we will be doing tiers for other ones. So we hope you guys will check us out. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please leave comments down below with like any disagreements you have with our Red Ranger rankings. Like if you think that Troy is worse than Mac or Nick or that, or something like that, you can leave that comment down below. We will take your comments into account. We also want to thank everybody who listens to us on iTunes and Spotify. We love all you guys who take the time to listen to us. Leave us a good review or bad review if you just don't like us. I mean, it is what it is. With that said, we have a Tokyo Secrets podcast, and we will see you guys next time when we do our King Oger and G-Ranger stuff. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect you. And we will see you for 100 more episodes, hopefully.